welcome everybody to the Detectress on the Detectress. Here we are today. I'm here with my guest co-host, Carl. How are you doing, Carl? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Kirtan? I'm good and I'm so, so excited to start this new mini-series where real-life Detectress look at and review the hit TV series from the BBC, written and starred in by Mackenzie Crook, the Detectress. And we're not here alone today, Carl, are we? We are here with the wonderful Miss Detectress, Ellie. Ellie, how are you doing? Hello, Ellie. Hello, I'm very well, thanks. I've come dressed for the part. <laughs> you have. Do you want to explain for the listeners what you've got? Fabulous t-shirt. I've got my Danbury Metal Detecting Club t-shirt. Do you think they'll let me in? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, they will. We're, and we're all here because we've all got a passion for this show. Obviously, a passion for detecting. But um, we all enjoyed the show. But I confess, I have not rewatched the show since I've been actually metal detecting myself. So I'm really excited <clears throat> to go through the episodes and see it with new eyes. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched it again since. I mean, I've watched the more recent one, which came out at Christmas, but I can't. I, I'm, I'm struggling to remember some of the storylines, which is great because I'm, I'm going to be able to watch it again with with new eyes now, having started the hobby only a year ago. Yeah, I yeah. feel a bit jealous. I watch it all the time. I'll, I'll watch all of them and then I'll just go back through them all again. <laughs> it's not boring. I, mean, I don't get bored of them. No, no. good comedies. No. You don't get bored, do you? No. No. And you were saying, Carl, earlier on that it's just nice and relaxing, isn't it? I think we've all got, now we've got the age of sort of on-demand TV. I always stick something on like Friends or something when I'm cooking. And you all have those little shows, don't you? Yeah. So, <clears throat> a comfort blanket. Yeah, there's always something, isn't there? Yeah. To be fair, I think, it's, I think it's still like one of the DVDs I actually I only watch. Because I got the box set for Christmas a few years ago. Um, uh, and yeah, I always just keep that out so I can keep watching it, even though it is on yeah. like all the streaming platforms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It keeps no. out, doesn't it? It was on iPlayer, yeah. then it's on Netflix. You've got to say, you've got the DVD, you're insured. It's never yeah. going to. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't cope with another subscription service. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate to think what my budget is on TV at the moment. It's impossible. <laughs> So, um, as I spoke about, this was written and starred in by Mackenzie Crook, um, and then he stars alongside uh, Toby Jones, who plays Lance, and then we've got the amazing Rachel Sterling in there as well, who plays Mackenzie's character Andy's girlfriend, Becky, um, and there's a lot of other really big names. As you work through, you can see since the series has come out, they've gone on to do some massive things, haven't they, and just yeah. continued. Sarah, I, was, I was listening to a really interesting um, interview with Mackenzie Crook about how he cast it because the casting comes in for a lot of uh, acclaim and he was just saying actually I I really called in all my mates because I worked with all these people on various things and as he was writing it he was actually thinking oh that I've got someone in mind for this and you know so it's it's quite nice to think that actually he's had this connection with those people a lot of those people before before the show yeah. It, in fact, it was only a year ago I really I found out that um, Rachel Sterling is actually the wife of Guy Garvey. I know, I, I didn't know that. And the yeah. daughter of Diana Rigg. I didn't know that. Really? I didn't know yeah, so she I played that. her mother in, in this. 
Oh, she mm. does, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I didn't know that. I think I'm like the last person in the world to know that. Great <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. Thank you, thank you, Katie, for inviting me. <laughs> it's one of those things, isn't it? It's one of those things. And I had a look, and of course, as we'd expect, it was nominated and won quite a few awards. Um, so BAFTAs, 2015, Mackenzie won Best Scripted Comedy. And then in 2018, Toby won the BAFTA for the best male performance in a comedy. Um, and then there's another BAFTA award as well for comedy writer for Mackenzie Crook. And then tons and tons of nominations. But you'd expect that, wouldn't you? It's such well a popular and yeah. fantastic yeah, show. Well. I can't believe it's eight years old. I know, I right? Yeah, there's only a few things that I think sort of have been superseded by like new tech, for example, things like that. that I mean, I've only watched the first couple, um, but it's it's one of those classics, isn't it? It's just going to get run and run. Yeah. Mm. And I yeah. still watch The Office, and I love I love Mackenzie Crick. He's like my favourite character in The Office. But that and that's aged only in so much as the the Office tech, you know, <clears throat> the the fax machines and things like yeah. that, <laughs> which we don't we don't use. And and some of The Office where looks a bit outdated, but still the jokes are bang on aren't they <laughs> they are yeah i was going to say giant shoulder pads but they're back now aren't they for <laughs> men and women in the office oh, the big bulky shoulder pads yeah <laughs> well, you can wear those next week katie i expect to i see will you. <laughs> i'll just wear different things for the, for the listeners i'm wearing my goonies t-shirt never yeah. say goonies never say oh. die so, and Carl, you've got your We Are Hummingbird I've got my We Are Hummingbird jumper on, yeah. Oh, well done. Oh, always on brand. Always on brand, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So the series itself is filmed in a fictional town or village called Damesbury, in, uh, set in North Essex. But the main film location was Framlingham, I believe, a small market town in Suffolk. So yeah. I was looking at some of the, the scenery in the background and that actually looks like a really nice place, doesn't it? With all the different really nice. style I went buildings. to Suffolk yeah. this, this summer. I took a trip, a day, a couple of days on my own to Suffolk to go to a dig, a Roman dig there. And I was really struck by the, the landscape there. It's so flat. So it looks a bit mm. like Holland. Um, and it, it really is completely different to like where I'm from in the West Country, a lot of rolling hills and stuff. So when I got there, and the roads are Roman. I mean, like straight for miles and miles and lots of road names called Roman Road and, you know, things that really you think I'm in, I'm in some serious history here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the opening of this first um, episode in that beautiful field, plow, plow, mm -hmm. yeah. he's like, bing, my eyes like, oh, plow, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I'd have noticed that the first time I watched it, but now it's like, there's an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I was even looking at the weather going, oh, that's nice. It was a nice kind of blue sky day with a couple of clouds. So I was thinking, yeah, oh, that would be nice to take in weather. shadows. Yeah. shadows. Lovely. Yeah, mm. it was nice. So, yeah, we start off in the uh, first episode of season one. So we see Lance detecting, as Ellie says, in a lovely drilled field, um, freshly ploughed. And then um, I first immediately spotted his Mind Lab headphones. And the first time I watched that, I wouldn't have even taken any notice of that. Like, oh, the headphones. Yeah, so that was funny. interesting. I, the first thing I noticed, and I think it's the first sound that pops up just as they are walking together, is the the sound 
of the CTX thirty thirty beep. Ah. <laughs> it's it so it, it's so distinct. Like, yes, it is, and that's the first thing I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your yeah. ears are more tuned in than mine. <laughs> but I didn't think about. They must have thought quite carefully about how they spread the wealth between all the different me- makes of the machine because. Mm. Andy has yes. the Deus, doesn't he? And then yeah, got on a rocking a mine lab, and then they all got different things. And then there's obviously <laughs> the antique researchers <laughs> <laughs> with their very old machines, Simon yeah. and Garfunkel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I thought at first as well when you're seeing Lance, he, he, I was like, oh, that's not a very good swing, Lance. I was looking at when you first see him in the scene and he was kind of like walking along with his detector swing in a straight line. I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> what are you doing there? It's a funny looking, you know, the two of them together, quite a funny looking duo, really, aren't they? They're yeah, sort of yeah. like Laurel and Hardy looking, you know, one really tall and one really sort of small. And uh, yeah, they, they do look really funny. And he's, he, when he, digs his first hole as well he i wasn't sure if he even used his his uh his pinpointer at first and then he gets out mm. that little eyeglass <laughs> yeah. actually brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> i need one of those my eyes are getting yeah. dreadful i hold the coin like this <laughs> yeah your little magnifying glass and that's it when, when he's digging the hole it bit paints the picture of metal detecting perfectly from that first find being a ring pull yeah. Yes. Like, exactly. it, it, isn't it? it? Yeah. Ties up. <laughs> yeah. It's a classic one, and uh, and that sort of opens up um, his character a little bit as this kind of encyclopedic knowledge of trash and all yeah. sorts of other things that come through this this particular episode. You can see he's just one of those people who's got like that kind of brain that remembers. There mm. are a lot of people like that in our hobby, aren't there? That that just yes. knows. <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah, walking encyclopedias. There are friends, aren't they, that we call out yeah. to when we find something. We're like, "What is this, please?" <laughs> um, yeah. So Lance, you find his ring pool, and he, he says that you can sell them on eBay, and people collect those kind of things. And he asks Andy, "What have you found, mate?" And he says, "F all three shotgun shells and a Blakey." And I immediately was like, "What's a Blakey?" I, I, I actually yeah, had to yeah. Google it. You too. <laughs> yeah, I I wondered what it was. And didn't Google it, so I'm, I'm waiting uh, for the education. Oh, okay, so you can be the uh, last. You win, you win. I looked it up. <laughs> Blakey was the name of the brand, and these were shoe protectors, so little metal plates that people would put on the sole of their foot where they would generally wear that bit of the sole, you know, the way sometimes people wear uh. a little bit of the sole of their shoe in one place, so usually on the heel or sometimes on the toe. But, yeah, this little sort of half semicircle size metal object, basically. Really interesting, because I, I, I don't know anyone in the whole world that's ever found one of those. I've never seen one from a group. <laughs> no. So it's interesting that he picked that thing. I wonder if yes. it's like a little inside joke, like the old um, steel toe cap boots and metal detecting. Oh, maybe. Yes, maybe. maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Could well be. It's just one of those kind of random useless objects that you just sometimes find that are just, you know. Yeah. And certain areas you get more of certain weird things, don't you? So yeah. Maybe it's yeah. <laughs> maybe like yeah. Kicking shoes. <laughs> Kicking shoes. 
So then we fade to black and then we hear the title. It's the first time we hear the title soundtrack. So, of course, this is Detectress by Johnny Flynn. And I just love that song. Anytime it starts up, it gives me that kind of warm, fluffy feeling in my heart. I'm just like, oh, so nice. It's like home. Yeah, I've been a big fan of Johnny Flynn for years. I watched him years ago. And then, um, yeah, when 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 I, I first heard that song... And then I heard his voice, like, and it instantly knew it was him. And it was just mm. perfectly fitted. A perfect fit, yeah, yeah. Because it's got the kind of English folklore built into the lyric as well, hasn't it? Yeah. The, the rhythm of the seasons and the kind of sensory words that make you think about the soil and what's underneath and all the history. Sort of, you must have been briefed quite carefully about how to inter- interweave all those ideas because that's, and that's mm. really our hobby in a nutshell, isn't it? All those things. Yeah. Yes, he nailed yeah. the brief. He nailed the brief, absolutely. And I suppose yeah. as a detectorist himself, he probably, yeah, took from real life, as you say, to make sure he got the right people playing the characters and everything. He just knew what he had. Johnny Flynn? McKenzie. Oh, no, I thought, Mackenzie I thought Crook, you meant Johnny Flynn then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, no. Mackenzie Crook is only a very occasional detectorist. He's only, he goes out three or four times a year. But yeah. even so, oh, really? Yeah, he's actually found something that's in the British Museum, apparently. Yeah, he found, <gasps> it, like, he found it whilst recording, I think, like within the first week. I think it wasn't one of his oh, really? first finds. Yeah, he found gold, like while they were yeah. filming. And oh, like, I didn't he'd never that. detected before. And it was, yeah, some people are just really lucky, aren't they? Oh, <laughs> it's disgusting. So jammy. <laughs> that's it. I'm packing up. I'm off fire. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go and find that item now in the British Museum because it's there, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. I'd love to go and see that. Yes, you have to let us know, Ellie, when I'll you identify what it is. Guys. We'll go on a school trip. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> love that. <laughs> Detecting Club. Yes, Ellie, you did say in your uh, interview on the main podcast that you were going to set up virtual detecting clubs and so you can set up your, our virtual and real-life <laughs> school trips. Okay. Yeah, that's a yes from me. <laughs> that's a yes from you. Brilliant. So we come back and Lance and Andy are sat under the tree, having their sort of lunchtime tree. This is, isn't it, where they often have like a little chat and a sandwich and a drink. And uh, Lance is trying to impress Andy with his university challenge knowledge, and he comes out with one of his first classic terrible jokes, where he said he once found found a battle axe. Yeah. So, yeah, and then he's like. I married her. (laughs) Absolutely dreadful. And you get the sense that, you know, that maybe Andy's heard that quite a few times before. He's one of those friends that repeats himself and it's got too embarrassing to say, I've I've heard that already. But he did did actually, to his credit, he did say, I've heard that joke, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he did. And then we get first sight of Sophie as the character. So she comes bounding along, doesn't she? Yeah. Funny that, isn't it? Sort of like the female has entered the room. But (laughs) it's quite interesting because it's so, he sort of really has, Mackenzie Crook in writing this has really nailed that, um, I think, that kind of... uh, stereotype of there's mainly men in this hobby as soon as a woman yeah. enters you know, you know it sort of changes the dynamic and they both start behaving a bit differently it's like the links are there <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the quiet and shy and sits back and kind of just goes quiet and then lance sort of puffs himself up and tries to show off and ends up making himself look like a bit of a pillar really doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> I think they, 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 they were having the conversation at the um at the club 
they were having a talk on buttons and both of them said that they weren't going to go and then yeah. they get talking to Sophie and then they tell Sophie about it and she asks if she can go and then all of a sudden they're both like yeah well we're both yeah, gonna yeah. go yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh, it's funny yeah it's really funny yeah, I I think you I hit the nail to, on the head. For the record, I would love to go to a talk on buttons. It's a long with Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I thought that at the time as well. First time round, I would have gone, "Oh God, that sounds terrible." But now I'd be like, "Yeah, brilliant." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about buttons? Love to find out more. <laughs> brilliant. Um, so she comes up and she makes the classic mistake of asking them if they were metal detectors. And then Lance corrects her and says, no, my dear, we are metal detectorists. Oh, yeah. and Andrew cringes. He just cringes. It's, it's like, yes, it's a heinous crime to say it, but, you know, you don't have to pick someone up on it. You know, it's kind of, I don't, yeah. I don't want to turn into one of those types. So, yeah, <laughs> let's listen to us. <laughs> Uh, excellent. Um, so yeah, they they agree that um, they they can she can come to the next club meeting, don't they? Um, so then you fade again to the next scene, and we see Andy at home, um, getting in trouble with the wife. So this is where we first meet Becky, isn't it? He's um, well, it's not his wife at the time; it's his girlfriend, I believe. Um, and she's having a bit of a go because she's like oh, so you're just down the pub at the end of the road on a Saturday night and you didn't think of inviting me yeah <laughs> so she wasn't too yeah, happy with that this that. is quite interesting isn't it it's sort of again another little kind of nugget that he's picked up on this kind of partner on the periphery of a hobby and yeah uh, I think he said before in interviews that this is he, he just picked detecting as a, as a hobby because what his interest is is really in people and their pastimes and how people mm. interact with these hobbies and i guess this is true of anything like fishing or cricket or things that people get quite obsessive about mm. the partner sort of sat on the sideline doesn't it He's... it, does. I, it I, does I don't know if it's just necessarily that it's like because at the same time he starts explaining about a coin they found her. She starts yawning, and I can yeah. relate to that. Cause I'll, I'll come on and I'll, I'll be showing my wife like things I've found, and she'll just be looking at me like this grin at it. Uh, like, you can't not even bothered, feel this. Not bothered. It's from, <laughs> yeah, it's just some crummy piece of you know. You can't yeah. even tell it's that thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it moves to us. It means so much. Oh, it's so hard for that. Really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so unbelievable, tr unbelievably true. And then when we're supposing it could be something this or that, isn't it? And our partners are like, eh, <laughs> just don't put it on the kitchen side. <laughs> I'm always getting in trouble for leaving things on like the kitchen windowsill. It's like, no. <laughs> oh, I've got the door wells, you know, the little bits of the side of your doors in the car. Mm, I'm the pockets. Full of them, yeah full of random bits of metal and junk and stuff. I need to get them out and sort them out. In fact, I think I said, mentioned this to you in, in the podcast. They're still there. You did. Are they still there? <laughs> yeah. That was weeks ago. Probably, <laughs> your, your fuel bill is probably high. You're not, you're not very full of lead. <laughs> yeah. It's like having an extra passenger. Yeah. <laughs> Things flying everywhere as you're going over the sleeping policeman too fast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Um, so we move on now. We see Lance and he's leaving his house and he walks past the famous 1997 yellow 
TR7 Triumph car. Love that car. Mm-hmm. Um, did a bit of research on that car as well. And Mackenzie Crook actually ended up buying and owning that car himself because he thought there's a season two. He didn't want to have to rent a car. It would be more expensive. So he actually purchased him himself. And then only this year, April this year, he sold it. Um, and it was valued yeah. at between three and a half and four thousand pounds, and it sold for over thirty thousand pounds. Wow! I, I knew it. that that was. Yeah. I didn't know that it sold for that long. I'm not surprised. Mm. It's very no. iconic. If you look mm. up the TR7 on Wikipedia, because I I wanted to know why did he pick that car for Lance? Like it's quite amusing, isn't it? The, mm. You know mm. that that choice of a car, and it and then listed in the there's like a list of famous set uh, media usage of that car in film and stuff and they're listed one of the one of the tr7 uh, ah. kind of settings so yeah mm. it's brilliant it's car, being so sporty and so bright mm. it's like a real rock star's car isn't it it's, it's his midlife <laughs> crisis car it's midlife crisis yeah. it's, it's, it's we were talking about um the car being so incongruous Lance and and how he's sort of almost like a stuck in the back in his what was was probably his prime, you know, in the eighties, early nineties. So he's got there's lots of references to it in his flat. I think I noticed a few things on the shelf. Yeah, you know, you were saying about um the uh the car being for sale this year. Lance's flat also came up for sale this year. It was on the market. In oh. July. It was on the market for two hundred and twenty five. Wow. It must be sold now because it's not all right move anymore. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice little flat. Oh, nice flat. Yeah. Nice price as well. Oh, yeah. I need to find a hoard to get that one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's me saying that's a nice price because that's cheap for a fair oh, while. Oh, <laughs> yeah. As a northerner, that's very expensive for a flat. <laughs> I'm like, 220, that's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear brilliant 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 um and if you ever see that car at a car show or anything like that um sweet talk the owner because apparently all, the cast all signed inside the boot lid so really. you can uh, see everybody's signatures in there yeah yeah that was so a smart was move fun. by Mackenzie crew i mm. think she just times 10 his the price of the vehicle oh yes really yeah <laughs> So Lance is off and he goes off to the local hippie shop called Crystal Enigma where we meet his ex-wife. Um, Mag- is it Maggie that she's called? Yeah. yeah. I haven't got that written down. Yeah. So he goes around to see his ex-wife Maggie and it's immediately painfully obvious, isn't it, that he's still madly in love with his ex-wife who's running this uh, this Crystal Enigma shop now. And the new guy, Tony, is in there as well with her, isn't he? And he's quite funny. <laughs> it's such a cliche, isn't it, that name, Crystal Enigma? Mm, and you can yeah. smell it through the screen, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that, exactly that. So then he has to make out he's gone in there to buy a vanilla candle for a girl. Um, and then, of course, he, he immediately ends up leaving and then binning the candle. So I sort of felt sorry for him in that moment. Really tragic. Yeah. Really tragic. There's actually a, a weird little reference, I think, hidden in there. I was watching this with a friend the other day. And I, I'm not an REM fan, but apparently when um, Tony suggests that he goes for the, um, the is it Ber- Bergamot and... Bergamot and... Um, so, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's a line from an REM song, which is a really sad song. It's called Find the River. 
and, and oh. the law yeah. of it is nothing is going my way. It's like oh. the, the perfect fit to that scene, really, because you know, yeah. yeah, quite tragic, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> it is. It does leave you feeling sorry for him for sure. No. Um, and then he scarpers off, and then I believe the next scene we cut to is Andy, and he's doing a bit of his. His temping work, isn't it? And he's uh, cleaning in a dark corridor. It's obviously a hospital or somewhere. But I thought it was quite funny because the way he had his headphones on and he was hoovering, it almost looked like he was metal detecting in the corridor, didn't yeah. it? And yes. then he comes across the gold button. This is one of the you know, little Easter eggs that I've seen because it, it appears in more episodes. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. need to look out for this. All his jobs, apparently, if you look for it, have this kind of swinging yeah oh gotcha yes because i i know what you're talking about for episode two i'll come to that on episode two okay yeah so he obviously phones up lance doesn't he and he's saying yeah we're definitely going to go to to button club or button talk at the club he's obviously now feeling sure he wants to go to that and we see lance at work and it's quite funny because he's on a forklift truck moving veg about which is a bit of a surprise really in terms of what he was doing <laughs> I like, and then it's a real kind of being from the country it's a real kind of country job isn't it and the, and then as he yeah. leaves his day uh, his job to go off and do go and cook his meal he does this kind of modern day scrumping where he goes and takes a carrot from there and a sweet from there and he's you know it, it, it's funny, <laughs> I think that. But, but and as, as a job, it, like the things he's moving around come from under the ground, and as a hobby, he's finding things oh, under the ground. Yeah. So it's like some big, big circle. Yeah, yeah, the very yeah. crop that they're ploughing and the stuff. walking. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. nice, and it's and it is so true to life. Like those kind of jobs in the countryside, that is sort of like the rhythm of the of the countryside, isn't it? Agriculture. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so he he takes the Mickey, doesn't he? Out of Andy saying, "Oh, you just want to go to Button Club because that girl now." So it's that sort of first teasing of Andy about the Sophie character and why he now wants to go to Button Club. So yeah, that left me thinking, "Oh, what's going to happen there?" Um, so then we move to the next scene, and Lance is cooking. Um. And he takes his massive tub of curry powder out of the cupboard. And at this point, I'm thinking, oh, good luck, well, Andy, eating whatever. <laughs> it, was, it was this bare cupboard, nothing else in there, but this giant tub of curry powder. So I was thinking. <laughs> well, a classic single <laughs> man cooking. Exactly. <laughs> and Andy does the right thing and turns up with um, four cans for the occasion. So he comes in. Um, and Lance is wearing his sort of uh, bikini lady kitchen apron, uh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those, I think, and a little log back to those 80s jokes, because in the background uh, there's also a poster. It's one of those Athena posters with the, the tennis skirt on. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, yes. there's also a little photo of Lily <clears throat> Sardi on the... Uh, on the <laughs> so he's got all these, like, touches back from those days, you know? <laughs> He totally has, he totally has, yeah. So, um, yeah, Andy comes in and uh, he says, uh, yeah, nice apron, but in different words. And then uh, he picks up a cabbage leaf, which has a nice tyre mark over the top of it, because <laughs> obviously that was one that Lance recovered from under a lorry <laughs> earlier on. So, yeah, it's going to be um, a delicious meal, I'm sure. 
Um, and then it's really funny. Lance is very excited and showing Andy is looking, as we all do as detectorists, he's been doing his research and he's been looking on Google Earth and he thinks he's got a theory about a piece of land. Well, not Google O's, but I, I have oh. confused with the, the lines that denote uh, the land move, moving up, the rings, you know. I got, yes. I thought I went in too close and thought that was a footpath. So, ah. my hand up. <laughs> I think you know, you, your eyes start to see what you want them to see, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yes, very much so, very much so. So, um, yeah, Lance is explaining his theory, and then Andy's like, "Oh yeah, you reckon? Yeah, you reckon this is could be an Iron Iron Age earthwork or something?" And it's like, "What does it look like to you?" And then, yeah, it's the Google watermark. That's what it is. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. It's <laughs> yeah, what was really good there as well is Mackenzie Crook's eye. You know, they went Gareth from the office. His eyes sort of like dark to one side, like. <laughs> yeah. You know you thought me, but he lets it play out because it's so funny. He's <laughs> <laughs> just enjoying it too yeah. much. It is fun, isn't it, when your mates do something like that and you just let them go because yeah. you're just enjoying well, it too well. much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when Andy's uh, finished taking the Mickey out of Lance, he says he's been doing his own um, research about a Saxon horde that he thinks is somewhere in their location, the Holy Grail of treasure hunting. Um, so they wanted to talk about this little piece of land and they were going to talk to Terry at the club about who would own the land. Um, so then that's when we go back to the club where Terry is doing his wonderful button talk that we would all like to be invited to <laughs> if yeah. it happened in real life. It's lovely, isn't it? That scene of the scout hut, uh, scout hall or whatever it's called. And it really is like when you live in a village, it is the centre of the universe. It's the village and the village hall, isn't it? Like everything yes. happens there. Every every kind of event, every every type type of thing, it's all going on at the village halls. And it really, you go in there and it's all decorated from a party or a tea party or something from another day. And yes. it's <laughs> lovely. It's so sort of heartwarming, isn't it? So Indian. It is, it is. And there's a certain kind of smell to a village hall. Do you know what I mean yeah. by that? Like you always know when you've just walked in. It's kind of like tea and stale cake. Yeah, slightly <laughs> lucky, but very homely as well. The Yeah, very calm. Yeah, the kitchen, you mm. can smell it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And the giant tea urn. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and you see this scene that everybody's sort of falling asleep. <laughs> Even Terry's <laughs> wife, Sheila, everyone's falling asleep in the dark while he's doing his little slide projective show of the pictures of buttons. Poor Terry, Terry. I'm sure. I would have been listening and taking notes. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> oh, dear. So he finishes his talk and then he sort of opens it up to um, any other business. And, and people, I think Louise and others, are talking about people stealing their permissions. And this is where they start talking about the antiquity searchers um, who apparently are affiliated with a local museum. Mm, yeah, they're dressing up the, um, the rivalry, aren't they, in this scene? You see, yes, the prickle, the heckles go up. You can feel it straight away. It's like yeah. the um, it's like the argument between um, archaeologists and detectorists and the myth that mm. they they hate each other. Yeah, <laughs> and then the archaeologists wouldn't find as much as they did without detectorists mm. first finding the bit of metal there, and then they unearth the rest of the stuff. 
Yeah. Apparently, it's not true. I don't think archaeologists do. Yeah, I think it's an outdated view. I went to Salisbury Museum to to pick up something I'd left with the FLO there, FLO, and um, and the one of the helpers around the museum. He was a quite an elderly guy, and he said, "I said what I was doing," and he said, "Oh, you know, your ilk weren't very, haven't been very popular." in the past and I thought that's quite rude <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I brought my ring to the museum I've had it it's been with me for yeah. months I've come to collect it I did I did everything right and and in fact most mm. of the beautiful exhibits in here have come from detectorists who have done the right thing mm. handed it in yeah so you know yeah I thought it was quite a rude word. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yes, old school, old school yeah. thinking and opinions. Yeah, I don't think that's true anymore. No. We work hand in hand, don't we, together? Everybody's in. If you're interested, the right reasons, and you and you can tell that these two are in it for the right reasons. They're interested in history, and you know. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So um, Terry uh, puts everyone's mind at ease. Says, "Well, don't worry." To be on the safe side, we'll have no more members to the club. So no one can find out about our permissions is what he's trying to say. Um, so no one else can come in. And immediately the doors open and Sophie walks in. <laughs> <laughs> and Terry's eyes light up. Sophie walking in and she's there. She announces herself that she's there to uh, talk for the talk on buttons. Um, and then uh, she gets introduced to Terry and then Terry immediately says she's very welcome and she can come in and sit down and be part of the club. So immediately goes back and everyone's a bit confused. Certain people are very happy to see Sophie and some are very confused. Mm. <laughs> well, she's she's so she looks so benign, doesn't she? And she so sort of innocently comes in and, and says she's interested in the talk in, in, on buttons, which immediately enamors her to Terry and I think hard to say no yes. to someone who comes in with a big smile isn't it yeah all doe-eyed yeah dresses yeah. the balance male and female and of course russell does his hair flick yes. oh, so <laughs> funny he does that <laughs> oh gosh so now we make it to the pub and everyone's in the pub after the club night um, and Andy and Sophie are talking at the bar and then Lance is trying to get the info off Terry on who owns that land that uh, Andy's theory about where the treasure might be, uh, to which he starts talking about Lawrence Bishop, who's mad as a frog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Terry starts talking about his time in the force and there was this theory because... Uh, Lawrence Bishop's wife went missing and they could never find anything on him. So it's quite intriguing at that point, isn't it? You immediately get pulled into the the storyline. Mm, yeah. There. And I think it's quite interesting because uh, it's the, this eccentric character, quite a lot of, I think it's maybe it's a cliche, but some, some big landowners are quite kind of, you know, wild characters. <laughs> Yeah, very yeah. And it's actually yeah. fun, you know. It's part of the fun in some ways, isn't it? To get to know the yeah. characters. Yeah. I guess you have to be quite kind of eccentric to manage big bits of land and build out buildings and animals and I don't know why that is, but yes, definitely characters out there. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
So then, yeah, Andy and Sophie come back from the bar and it, it's uh, Sophie that's bought the round. So then uh, Lance comes out with another one of his <laughs> cracking jokes about that being a first student buying another a round. Another outdated joke, crueler. Oh, bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another tumbleweed moment. <laughs> And then uh, Sheila starts asking Sophie what she's studying. She says she's studying ancient history. And then Sheila tells her she's in the right place. Um, and then Terry, you know, enthusiastically tells her she needs to get a detector herself and get out there in the mud. Um, so, yes, Lance immediately, because he's uh, quite enamored with Sophie and um, obviously a bit heartbroken, offers to take her out on some metal detecting. Um, but then he says he can't because he's got to take... Uh, Maggie's mum to bingo, right? He's, he's being used as taxi services, yeah. isn't he? He's a doormat. Black. Yep, yeah. absolutely, the poor guy. He's poor heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's poor, poor heart. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, that's just another joke because uh, they were talking about getting another drink in and Sophie says she's got to get up early so it's like haha <laughs> student getting an early night being a first <laughs> um and then yeah um becky at this point um not becky sorry let's start that again sophie at this point asks andy if he's married doesn't she and then andy goes no but and then there's the bell for last orders so it's just like he's he just said no, no he's it's not a bit yeah. unfair isn't it he gets cut off but Mm. <laughs> he doesn't correct no, the situation, like... does he? No, no, he doesn't. No. He gets pulled out on it as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. To be fair to Lance, he does pull him up on it and go, Why didn't you say anything about your living girlfriend, long term girlfriend, Becky? And uh, Andy makes his excuses, doesn't he? Yeah. He has to buy a pint of the forfeit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dear. So then we're moving on and uh, Andy's at home with Becky and uh, Becky is teasing Andy about fancying Fiona Bruce. <laughs> and she thinks that he does because he's always saying he doesn't like what she's wearing. But we've got a joke in my house that uh, whenever Fiona Bruce is on anything, I'm always like, I believe everything Fiona Bruce says. <laughs> Just because I've always seen her on the news and Antiques Roadshow, whenever she speaks, I listen. <laughs> So it's just yeah, yeah it's very, it's definitely very. <laughs> oh gosh! Um, and then Becky's talking about um meeting her sister tomorrow, but then Andy says he can't because he's meeting Lance, and they're going to go and try and get that permission with Bishop on that Bishop land. So again, it's the the partners, isn't it? Sometimes being like, oh, you're always doing your detecting, or you're always wanting to go out. So I thought that was a sort of nod to how we have to like. Manage our detecting activities around friends and family, don't we? Yeah, because it's always when you're off work that you, you know, that's where the bottleneck happens, yeah. isn't it? Because that's the time when you can go and do all your stuff. and But it's also your family time. So, so yeah, it's a balance of guilt. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who do you let down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he was asking when. When are you going to meet your sister? And she says lunchtime. And he said, oh, we'll probably be done by then because, you know, it's going to be quick. We're not going to get the permission, I feel, he thinks, because of mad old Bishop. Um, and then he's um, overjoyed when the channel has changed and QI is on. And I do the same thing there as well. I always love it when QI is on. Yeah. It's another one of those programs I can watch and watch. Not that I retain any of the information, but I enjoy it. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Right, so we get to Lance and Andy approaching the new permission. So this looks like a lovely big old place, doesn't it? When I saw them walking yeah, up. Yeah, you can almost you can feel the, um, the nerves because it's quite apprehensive kind of like going up to someone's door. I, I haven't done it that way, but I know people that have and they know that it makes the heart pound mm. approaching the door. But uh, I think it's quite brave. But but they're in they're buddied up, so that that's good because at least they've yeah. got you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm always a little bit worried about dogs, which is quite interesting. Me too. Coming into I'm, not, this. I'm not very confident with dogs. Mm, yeah, I've got dogs, but you never know with farm dogs, obviously, you know, they're always quite barky and loud generally. <laughs> so if I was walking yeah. up there, I would be worried about dogs. It turns out Andy Lance don't have anything to worry about with dogs here, do they? <laughs> no. Well, or do they? Not, not at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> not at the moment. <laughs> So Lance says he's going to do the talking and he'll use his charm with uh, Lawrence, <laughs> Mr. Bishop, so Larry Bishop. So he knock, they knock on the door and they hear him shouting and then this man comes out shouting at the dogs and uh, he's asking if he won a competition. You can immediately see he's quite eccentric, isn't he, this fella that comes to the door. Yeah, wild hair, like <laughs> Doc, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Bishop's asking if he won a competition and uh, he warns them of the dogs, but everyone's looking around and there's no dogs. But uh, he offers to make them a cup of tea and ask them to come in. And then uh, they're just chatting away to him and they get the information out of Bishop that no one's ever detected there before. So you can tell the excitement is rising. And then he mentions that there was an archaeological dig when um, Larry was a boy. And then he uh, gives them permission, but then he very sharply tells them to stay out of the paddock on Birchwood Road. Don't go digging around in there. <laughs> so you go, hmm. Yeah, there's a bit of mystery there, isn't there? Yes, exactly. Mm. I I wouldn't remember. I'm not very good at remembering things, so this would be good to have Lance there at that moment where he starts saying, oh, they did a dig and it was in the war and they did... I'd be like taking it in thinking, brilliant, and then immediately <laughs> going out the other way. But, yeah. Information he's got a lot. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then straight away he starts shouting at the the non-existent or invisible dogs um, about him stealing his mobile phone. So Lance and Andy grab their stuff. They've got their detecting gear with them, haven't they? They're obviously keen as mustard, and uh, they get out of there so they can go and investigate stuff. Um, And then yeah, you see Lance sort of jogging ahead. He's so excited. They're practically running, aren't they, towards the paddock? Yeah. And it's that new permission feeling when you secure that permission yeah. and you know you're going somewhere. It's such a joyful feeling, isn't it? It's just like, I cannot wait. And the, the excitement. Yeah. You've got yes. to be optimistic. That's going to be the one, haven't you? They, they, they bring up Sutton Who, don't they? It's sort of like, this is exactly what happened at Sutton Who. They had to abandon the day because of the war and then they found everything left yes. there just as it was. So they really think is it this yes, is going to hit the big absolutely. time. So yeah, Lance is running in. Um, as you just said, uh, Lance is very excited and he's supposing next year, this time next year, we're going to be millionaires. He's certain, isn't he? It's like, this is it. We're definitely going to find it. Um, and then Lance is sort of working out. You can tell he's like, shall we do a grid system? What should we do? How should we do it? And then Lance is like, nah, let's just go for it. And just wants to go off in all different directions. He's just so, so keen to get digging. So Andy agrees. They have a little 
uh, skirt about with their detectors and then uh, Lance straight away gets a signal, doesn't he? He gets a cracking signal and you think, no, it can't be. It can't be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh he even he even says like this is it. <laughs> he does suddenly. It's like fair signal, this is it. <laughs> yeah. This is it. <laughs> so yeah, Lance, Lance digs a nice three sided plug. I did notice the three sided plug. I was like, Yeah, yeah, well done, Lance. Like, well done, Lance. In the in the nice pasture pinpoints. <laughs> then Andy's waiting to hear what it is and Lance says the magical words mint viscount biscuit wrapper nineteen seventy five. <laughs> the whole thing kind of comes back to the start where they pull yeah. that great pull that out. Rubbish. Really beautifully done, isn't it? It sort of ties a little knot yeah. at the end of the episode. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a full f- right. dance detecting in real life. You you start with rubbish <laughs> and you end with rubbish. Exactly. Yeah. Right. With the, yeah. the potential in between. <laughs> so yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to see yeah. what happens in episode two, isn't it? Indeed. Yeah. Looking forward to watching it. It is. Yes. It is. Absolutely. So, um, thank you. Uh, Ellie for coming on and we're going to get you back on aren't we in our rotation of VIP guests you're going to be back with yeah. us for episode 104 but I hope you keep up with us in the meantime we'll watch do. Along. I'll be listening in and checking out what everyone else thinks <laughs> thank you very thanks, much thanks Ellie bye yeah, take care a lovely time with episode 2 thank you for inviting me thanks Ellie take care bye bye